Hello, and welcome to episode 7 of Coffee with Jesus, from the Miry Clay. I am Todd Ubley, and in this episode, I will be talking about how God rescues us, how he saves us, how he takes us from the miry clay and sets our feet firmly upon the rock. Before I get into that, I would like to take just a moment to talk a little bit about this podcast, Coffee with Jesus. This is now my seventh episode, and I've actually learned quite a bit since I started a few months ago. I am definitely no Max Licato or Joel Olstein. The reason I am doing this is to try to help people. This has been such a difficult year for so many people, and I want to just provide some sense of comfort, a sense of hope. My goal is to be uplifting and encouraging, to let people know that even in the dark times, we do have hope. In the last episode, I had a very special guest, and he mentioned how this was a ministry that God had called me to. And he was correct. I am literally the world's biggest introvert. Putting myself out there for others is not something that I enjoy doing. But I really felt like God was calling me to reach out to people, to encourage them, to bring them comfort. I'll be honest, folks, for a long time I resisted that call. I'm more of a behind-the-scenes kind of person. I'm great at working behind the scenes to make sure things run smoothly, taking care of things, making sure they run efficiently. But actually putting myself out there, it's not something I'm used to. Basically, all the objections that Moses had when God called him to go talk to Pharaoh kind of had those same objections. But God was very patient with me. And eventually, I said, all right, God, I'm going to do this. And now I'm in episode 7. I'm not concerned with how many downloads I get per episode. My concern is that the episode gets to the right people. My goal, like I said, is to just help people, to show them that there is hope, to provide some small amount of comfort if I can. So as you're listening, if you think that this episode can help somebody, if you know somebody who's going through a tough time, then please, by all means, share it with them. Encourage them to give it a listen and hope that they too can find some sense of peace. Because that's really why I'm doing this. It's about letting people know that even though 2020 has been a very difficult year all around, it's going to be over soon. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And no, it's not a train. Now, that being said, I would like to start the episode by reading a passage from Psalm chapter 40. It's from the first three verses. This passage, I think, sets the theme for the entire episode. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit. Out of the mud and mire, he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. There's a song that I used to sing when I was in college. It was a praise and worship song. It was called Jesus, Lover of My Soul. I will spare you all from having to hear my singing voice, and instead I would like to read the lyrics to you. Jesus, lover of my soul, Jesus, I will never let you go. You've taken me from the miry clay and set my feet upon the rock, and now I know. I love you. I need you. And though my world may fall, I'll never let you go. I will worship you until the very end.
as we go through life, we will have difficulties and we will have struggles, but we also will have hope. We have a God who loves us and who cares for us and will see us through our troubles. In past episodes, I've shared about some of my struggles after Hurricane Katrina, about some of my times in Afghanistan. In this episode, I would like to share a more recent struggle that God helped me through. I was working for GE in Houston, Texas, before the company started falling apart. And I started to notice things weren't going very well. In spite of how great leadership told us things were and how much money we were making as a company and as a sector, and we were performing and things were wonderful and great and awesome. Well, it started with coffee, believe it or not. Now, wait a minute. What does coffee have to do with it? Well, in our office, they had this little coffee machine. It was one of those like automatic dispensaries where you could just make yourself a cup of coffee. It was free coffee for the employees, which any of you who know engineers know that they pretty much run on coffee. One day, they took that machine away. They said coffee was too expensive and they were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on coffee and they couldn't afford it anymore. That seemed a little odd because in the grand scheme of running a business, $100,000 or $200,000 a quarter for a coffee didn't seem like a whole lot, especially given the salaries and given the overhead and licenses for software and travel. Oh, but that was the next thing to go, believe it or not. Travel. They came out with a directive saying no more official company travel unless it was approved by the executive level. But again, company was doing great. We were making lots of money. We were performing. We were meeting our goals. Then they came out and said, no overtime, unless it was authorized, again, at the executive level. So, for all the money we were making, money sure did seem tight. They took away our coffee, they took away our travel, they took away our overtime. Then things got really serious. They started getting rid of contractors, until all of the contractors were gone. And then, they started offering early retirement to people who were close to retirement. Great bonuses, great deals, take it now, you'll love it. Then they started strongly encouraging early retirement. In fact, one person I know told me that he was pretty much told, look, take this early retirement package because your severance package won't be as good. Sure enough, the next step, two-thirds of the engineers were laid off. This was a very scary thing for me. I had been through a lot in life, as I've shared in past episodes, but I had never been laid off from a job before. But even in this, God was taking care of me. I could see signs that something was not right. Couldn't predict the layoff so much. But I could tell things were not going as well as we were being told. So I started looking for work. And I had found a job. Spoken to a recruiter. Had a phone screen with a recruiter. This in turn led to a phone screen with the company. Which led to a second phone screen with the hiring manager. And then they invited me up for an interview. And I remember the day before my interview, I had a meeting notice from my boss's boss and the head of HR. I knew this couldn't be good. Thing was, I was supposed to be at the airport about 3 o'clock to meet the flight. And the meeting was set for 3 o'clock. I panicked a little. But I reached out to my boss's boss first thing in the morning. And I said, look, we have this meeting at 3 o'clock. He said, I have to be at the airport at 3 o'clock. And if this meeting is for what I think it is, then I really, all capital letters, really need to be at the airport at 3 o'clock. His schedule, of course, was jam-packed all day. He had a lot of people that he had to talk to, for the same reason he had to talk to me. 
But he reached out to the HR head, and the two of them agreed to meet during their lunch break. They actually sacrificed their lunch break so they could meet with me. So that way I could go to the airport. So I could fly out to the company for my in-person interview. So I met with them. I got my papers. Whole big stack of paperwork. My boss's boss told me to take the rest of the day off, which was great. I had a lot of preparation to do for my interview the next day. I made it to the airport. Flew out to where the company was, no problem. Got to the hotel and was ready to go bright and early the next morning. At the time, I wasn't sure how I did in the interview. It did seem to go well, and I did feel good afterwards. But you never really know. The next couple of weeks were very difficult. When I got back on Monday, that was my official notification of my layoff. They were kind enough to meet with me ahead of time, but really, that Monday, that was my official notification of, here's your package. It was a great welcome back present. Over the next few weeks, I did a lot of praying. I did a lot of job searching, too. Literally hundreds and hundreds of jobs that I applied for. Basically, I stopped working. I would show up at the office, and from 7.30 in the morning to 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I was hunting for jobs all day. Eventually, my boss's boss said, you know what? You've only got three weeks left. Just take PTO for the whole time. Come in the day before, you can turn in your laptop and your corporate card and your badge. Don't even worry about coming in the office anymore. That was part of a relief because that gave me the flexibility I needed to really, really apply myself and really work on my job hunting and my interview skills and my resume. But folks, I got to tell you, it was stressful. I was being laid off and I didn't know if I had another job or not. I know I had a few weeks left and then I wasn't getting paid. I was up against it. I was running against the clock. can't even describe the level of stress that I was going through. Now you would think, given all I had been through, I would trust God right away. And I should have. Rather than trusting him, I was flailing. I was sending out my resume left and right. I was calling people. I was trying to network. I was applying online. I was finishing my resume. I was talking to recruiters. Anything and everything I could think of. But here's the thing, folks. While I was stressing, while I was struggling, while I was flailing, God had a plan. God already had a job laid out for me. I really, all I needed to do was wait. That's something that's very difficult for me. And I've learned that, yes, God will always help us. When you are struggling, when you are stressing, when you are stuck in that miry clay or going through a storm, God will help you. The thing is, it will be on God's timing, not on our timing. He won't help us on our timing, people. But he is there. He is working behind the scenes for us. He is fighting those battles for us. A few weeks after my official notification date of being laid off, I received my offer from the company that I'm currently working with. Folks, the relief was tangible. I mean, people talk about a weight being lifted. I actually felt like I was floating because there was just so much relief. That weight of trying to find a job, it was gone. And here's the thing. Weeks of stressing, weeks of throwing out my resume, of trying to network, of trying to get with recruiters... None of that did anything. You know what did? That one interview I did where God was with me. God was with me on that one interview, and God had determined that would be my job. It would have been nice if I could have had that job before I was laid off, but that was my timing. That was not God's timing. It would have been nice if I could have gotten that offer right after I got laid off, so I wouldn't have had that stress. I could just prepare for my move. But again, that was my timing. That was not God's timing. 
Folks, I got to tell you, when God helps you, he helps you. It may not be on our timing, but I, I got to share this. My last day at GE was on that Friday. That following Monday, I started at my brand new job. There was literally no time between jobs. I went to work at GE on Friday. I had the weekend. I went to work at my new company on Monday. It was amazing. There was no time of my being unemployed. Not only that, but God really blessed me in the process. Even though I was being laid off, I still got my annual bonus from GE. I got my severance pay from GE. This really helped us in the transition. As you all know, moving is expensive. And part of my job offer was a full relocation package, which was very nice. But even with all that being covered, there are still a lot of expenses when it comes to moving. But even again, God was in the details. Getting the house ready, getting the house listed, even getting the house sold, even getting the house sold. We literally closed on our house one month to the day from when it was listed. The transition from working at GE in Texas to working at my new job where I am now was several months. And there were times where it was stressful. Starting a new job, moving halfway across the country, these things are stressful. But God was with me every step of the way. God was in the details of every aspect of that transition. And God truly blessed my family and I through the whole entire process. And people ask me, well, how do you know that God is going to take care of things? Well, I know because he's done it. He's done it for me in so many different ways. I've shared how he helped me through Katrina. I've shared how he helped me in Afghanistan. And most recently, he helped me through my layoff and through my transition to my new job. God will bless you. God will help you. I'll be honest, I don't subscribe to this prosperity preaching or to this name-it-claim-it theology, but I do know that God will bless you and that God will carry you and help you through the difficult times. I know because he's done it through me. He's done it for me. Faith is believing without seeing. Faith is having that hope when there is no evidence to support it. Folks, I have that evidence because I have seen firsthand how God has helped me. I have seen firsthand how God has carried me. I have seen firsthand how God has taken me from that miry clay and set my feet firmly upon that rock. It is my hope that you all can learn from my example that through my experience, through my having seen that evidence, that you all will have that faith and that hope and know that God will take care of you as well. Life will throw a lot of storms at us. Life will get us bogged down in that miry clay. God is always there to help us. He is always there to calm that storm. He was always there to take us out of that miry clay and set our feet firmly upon that rock. It may not be according to our timing, it may not be as quickly as we would like, but God will always, always, always help us. In the last episode, Pastor Tim closed out his message with a passage from 1 Peter 5. I would like to close out this episode with that same passage, because it is God's promise to us that no matter what we are going through, with every struggle that we face, 
whether it's job loss, whether it's sickness, whether it's loss of loved ones, whether it's watching our loved ones get sick and having to take care of them and help them through any and every storm that we go through. God is there to help us. So I would like to close by reading 1 Peter 5, 10, and 11. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen.